pecar? I don't know what to say to you. But I guess that I'm sorry for being ungrateful. I really want to say thank you for giving me breath and life. And I really want to say thank you for everything you have done for me that I take for granted each day. But the truth is, I don't feel any of that. Please don't strike me down with lightning or anything like that. Mama just said, I have to be honest with you, so that's what I'm going to do. After all, you're the king of kings. The truth is, I feel depressed and conflicted. Why do I miss my father when all he's ever done was abuse me? And why do I hate myself so much, God? From the curly hair to dark skin. I just don't understand how you have allowed my family and my mom to suffer so much when all we have done was do right by you. Mama always paid her 10% offerings every Sunday, and yet she still lost the house. Why you make the good suffer for the bad, and yet the bad stay blessed? One last question, God. Why did you wake me up this morning with those birds pecking on my window? They kept singing and wouldn't let me sleep. Mama seems to think you are calling me to do something. But how can I even be called to do something when I don't even know the meaning of my own name? Dad said he wanted to name me after him, but he already had a son with that name. So he came up with my name. Juriston. It's unique. I've never heard anything like it before, and Dad died before he could tell me what it actually means. God, I need your help. Can you tell me my name? Who am I? What is even in my blood? Step out of the soul. Step out of the soul. Step out of this body. Step out of this mind. Step out of this scar. Weaverbird Productions presents God Done Opened the Sky, an African polymorphous towards bliss. Written by Jerston Ray Sorrell. Directed by Eric Hagen. 
starring B.B. Mama and Jurston Ray Sorrell. Who are you? Who are you? Chapter 3, Discozales. Scene 5, The Appaloosa. Dragoness, a black-legged Appaloosa Indian appears. No gender. The figure has a large wingspan of 13 feet that engulfs most of the room. The lower leg stained with a pitch black ink. Well, how you doing, honey child? <laughs> <laughs> nah. Don't you look at me like that. Don't you look at me like that. Who are you? I'm the highest flying bird in the sky. You've seen me many a times and oft in your dreams, a messenger from heaven, and called me by the name of Dragonus. You know how a lot of folks like to say they got that good kind of hair from the 30, 40% Indian in them? Oh wait, correction, Native Americans. Hey y'all, they call us Native Americans now. Well. That ain't true one bit. But you, Jerston, do have a little something something in you. That's 1 percent, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1% Native American bloodline in you. I am the 1%. That's Native American bloodline in you. Yes, it ain't much. But like the 1% often do, I'm going to run the show today. I'm going to straight up tell you all about yourself. Do you wish to discover your own self? Discover my own self? But I've been me my entire life. Do you remember Liberty Street? About a half mile walk from South Street Elementary. You followed the crack roads and potholes and it led you right on down to a decaying neighborhood. And four houses down from there is your uncle's. The same house where you got jumped by four snot-nosed knucklehead kids from the north side but you forgave them because you realized they were just as hurt as you. What a fool. But you should have known better. I should have known better. Then again, who am I to judge you? Do you want to know about yourself? I don't know if I can trust you, Dragoness. After all, you broke my window. On what terms and conditions? Huh? <laughs> terms and conditions? Glad you asked. On the grounds that you pick yourself up? On the grounds that you pick yourself up, you will be charged. Yes. Yes, you do like buttery cornbread. But, my brother, it is with a heavy heart that I am asking you to give up any food that is a lie. Yes, I said it. Any food that is a lie, you give it up. Over these next moments through eternity, I will ask that if an apple has not fallen from the tree, you may not touch it. Same goes for the oranges and magnolia. You must learn to only eat every bit of what is being offered to you. You must disavow life and devote yourself only to taking the necessary steps in front of you. Because each time you step, you are hurting the grass, the leaves, and even the soil. All of these are living souls. Although it will be essential for you to take steps, I must warn you that you will need to be careful which steps you take on the way up. For the grass might walk on you when you return to the ground. Contrary to this, I will show you the true wonders of the world. You will see humanity in its truest form, both light and darkness. 
I will spellbind time and bend the tectonic plates to move you toward the very edge of the frontier, if you so wish to be moved. Now, the frontier is scary, because it ain't the devil that you will have to face. It is yourself. Addiction, depression, and pain. You will feel lost and cold. But I will then manipulate thunder to take you from the edge of the frontier across the transatlantic at the speed of light. And there, there you will find a land where the sun has many shades, a land where you are normal. You will hear familiar music, a kind of land where you will be a kid living on edge. You will be confused at first, as you probably are now, maybe scared. But you will be alive. You will find yourself, your whole self. And for the very first time in your natural born life, happiness will be on the horizon. My only charge to you, will you go with me? <laughs> yes, I know it sounds like a lot, but if you really think about it, your only job is to get out of your own way, man. Okay, I will go with you. Huh, amen. First off, have you ever wondered what the name Appaloosas actually means? No. Huh, no, of course not, I can tell. But will I? What a shame. How long have you been living here and don't even know the meaning of your hometown's name? Ain't you were born right up there on Liberty Street and don't even know the meaning of your hometown's name? Huh. The city takes its name from the Appaloosa Indian tribe. My people lived in this area long before you, your mother, your mother's mother, her mother, and many more mothers before that even came into existence. The Appaloosa tribe occupied the small region of the lower Mississippi over 300 years ago. The colonizers called us the Black-Legged Indians. Huh, look, we hated that name just as much as anybody else, given a name by them folks. We only ate what we could work for. We fished, hunted, and communed together as one tribe. Occupied this land before there was such a thing as record. Now, record in time is only kept based on when Europe decided to colonize us all. But the so-called blacklegs lived. We lived without hate, and we knew exactly who we were. And now, we're all gone. We're all dust. Nobody in this city even think about us anymore. But I know all about you. You that one boy who don't even know his own name. <laughs> what a shame. In the Appaloosa Indian tribe, no such thing would ever be tolerated. In order to become a man, a boy must first know his name. So I'm gonna ask you something, and I'm gonna ask you just this one time, and this one time only. Do you know who you is? <laughs> the Appaloosa dissipates. Jurston, now in a state of panic, runs to turn the light on. But the storm has now disabled all power in the house. The African golden weaver bird once again sings. Step out of the soul. Step out of the soul. Step out of the soul. Who are you? Who are you?
Who are you? Blackout. Scene 6. Discozales. Nearly midnight. Uncle Rusty gets his two-step on to the rhythm of the Zadiko beat with a bottle in his hand. Get that hump out your back, sis. Come on now, tear it up, put that hump in your back, sis. And just who in the hell you think you are looking at me all sideways like that, huh? Like you ain't never seen your Uncle Rusty before. This your Uncle Rusty. I don't think I met you before. My name is Jerston. Your name is Jerston. I know who you is, T-Boy. You, you, you think I don't know? You stuff's youngest boy. Yeah, that's you. Say, T-Boy. Ain't you got some homework or something to be tending to steady looking at me all sideways? You know, just because I got this drink in my hand don't mean you could come around here judging me. I like to gamble, and sure, I'm a drunk, but I'm over here living my best life while you trying to find your soul. You may dislike me, but you can't ever judge me. Say, T-Boy, didn't anybody ever tell you you look just like your mama? Shit, sure not your daddy, though. People tell me all the time I look just like my daddy, and I hate him for it. Mama say you should never hate nobody. Always carry love in your heart. But my father was an evil man. How can you love that? So when people call me by his name and say that I look just like him, it, it, it breaks my heart. After what he done did to my baby brother, I can't even look at him the same. I sure don't know, T-Boy, why they say everything happens for a reason. I hate that saying. I'd be lying to you if I said I liked it. The hardest thing I ever had to do was find my mama seeing her baby boy all messed up like that. Hell, I ain't never talked to God since. If I could see her now, I would say, Mama, I'm sorry. I tried to stop him. Papa, he, he was too strong. Papa came home drunk. He had a knife in his hand and started attacking. He just kept doing it over and over like he hated his son. I thought I had lost my brother. And as he was coming down with another one after hitting him so many times. Something, something in me showed up. Like, 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 like courage. Something showed up in me to hold that man's death-driven hand away from my brother. I would say, Mama, I gave everything I had to stop him, I swear, Mama. I'm so sorry, Mama, I'm sorry. It was like an angel watching over me that day because he could have killed me. But I wanted to be brave like you, even die for my brother, Mama. And I know, I know I've been a disappointment to you mostly my whole life. But that, that one time, that one time I didn't sober up, I, I, I was sober. Rusty don't talk no more. Doctor say, Joseph not going to be the same no more. And he wasn't. Say he going to be different. And he was. 
says mine gonna be gone and it is what happened to him a few weeks later Joseph got out the hospital and he decided to make Papa a nice big old gumbo that evening Papa returns home singing his Zodico tune and the liquor still fresh on his on his breath he finds his son, Joseph, washing dishes. A pot is also boiling on the stove. A big old pot. If you ain't from the South, you won't understand. The same pot Mama peeled okra in. The same big old pot you soak your feet in once you step on a nail poking out one of them plywoods laying on the ground. The same pot that has been in the family longer than you have. I know about that kind of pot. Yeah, one of them pots. Papa say, Hey, T-Boy call itself making a gumbo knowing darn well you just got back. Boy, I tell you, you just like your mama. I can already smell the turkey neck, the Cajun sausage from Savoise, the shrimp, mmm, Chaton can't wait. He hugs Joseph and then crosses over to the gumbo pot and takes a big whiff. Mmm. Joseph, you got the gumbo smelling good, real good. Joseph quietly say, Papa, it's, it's just water. It's going to be gumbo soon enough. Papa, that's all right. I can already smell it now. You learn how to cook from me. Papa takes off his hat and jacket. He sits on his lazy boy, flipping through the channels, mumbling his tunes to himself. Fall off the bone meat, put some shrimp in it, and maybe add some boiled egg in there while you're at it. Little old Joseph, that's my boy. Joseph the cook, Joseph the chef. <laughs> yeah, that's my boy, I know that's right. He sleeps. All the while, Joseph ain't even blink his eye the whole time. A dangerous man is one who ain't got nothing to lose. Joseph stares at that joker for a good long time. He takes the big old giant pot of boiling water from the stove and dumps it all over Papa who lets out a scream. Boy, I tell you, we ain't never let that dick go. And don't worry, Papa was all right. Now, Jerston, I don't know why you want to be going around here looking like somebody done went and stole your pride. Make no goddamn sense to me. But I ran away from home and never looked back. Maybe I forgot part of myself in that little old town of mines. But I'm here now. I feel good about myself. And maybe you should too. It takes courage to live. It takes courage to walk away. And you got that in you. That's something you, you, you definitely take after me with is courage. After what happened to my brother, I thought maybe it was going to be me next. I heard my gut say, run, 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 and don't you ever try looking back. I kept running, and my legs kept plowing and plowing till blisters filled my feet, I bleed. The sun blackened my skin until the sky turned dark hid in a rose bush from my father till nightfall. And although the stickers made my skin and hands bleed, I got to see the moon. 
Jerusalem, I saw heaven. Jerusalem, when it is dark enough, you can see the stars. Rusty looks at the beer bottle and throws it against the wall. The scene dissipates around Jerston. Dragonus appears. Did you know a U.S. Senator was part of your bloodline? Neither did I. But here is a familiar face you may ever so slightly remember. Here is your mother's first cousin, therefore your cousin. These are her final days. You were only four years old when this tragedy happened to her. But she was fairly young herself trying to find her place in the world, only to find out she could no longer stay. A disease had begun to consume her body before her prayer had reached God. The preacher had a dream that God had chosen this girl. She is the daughter of the moon, and therefore very special. Blackout. End of chapter 3. This performance was made possible through the generous support of the William Mail Foundation. Thank you for listening to this presentation of God Didn't Open the Sky from Weaver Bird Productions. God Didn't Open the Sky was written and produced by Jerston Ray Sorrell, directed, produced, and edited by Eric Hagen, and performed by Jerston Ray Sorrell and BB Mama. If you like what you hear, please share with family and friends and leave us a note in the comments. Thank you again for listening. We appreciate you.